You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In 1968, the Detroit Tigers won the World Series. It was one year after the civil unrest that tore open the festering wounds of racial and economic injustice here in the city. Not everyone is a sports fan, but it's impossible to deny the relief that many people felt from watching the Tigers and listening to Ernie Harwell call the games as the team stormed the summer and into the fall. Sports columnist Pat Caputo wrote this week in the Oakland Press, Detroit has experienced many world titles, but there is no more revered team than the 68 Tigers. It was arguably the most socially significant championship in professional sports history. Wow, is that true? What other socially significant championships can you think of, or do you think the 68 Tigers take the cake? We're going to be joined by longtime sports reporter Joe LaPointe in a few minutes to talk about the importance of sports in uniting communities. But first, let's revisit the 1968 season for the Detroit Tigers and the violence that preceded it in 1967. Here's Tigers great and Detroit native Willie Horton telling the Detroit News about leaving the ballpark still in his uniform as the chaos of the civil unrest was unfolding. All I remember taking my... My baseball bag, putting my street clothes in, got in my car and go go and get in the middle of the ride. Because it's just something I had no control over. And uh, got there on the thing. I remember getting on top of the car, trying to bring some peace, say the right word to bring peace and harmony to people. But I, I remember these people, they were more concerned of me getting hurt. That was Willie Horton talking to the Detroit News. Now let's jump one year into the future as the Tigers built up a winning season. Here's a brief throwback story from old Detroit rock station WKNR. For Detroit, a 23-year frustration ended in 1968. It all began slowly and serenely in April and culminated unbelievably at 4.06 p.m. on October 10th. It was the year of the Tigers. There were new heroes every day. Horton, Freehand, Wirt, McAuliffe, Brown, Northrop, Cash, Kaline, and McLean. Dennis McLean, a brash 24-year-old. He was the first pitcher in 34 years to win 30 games. This is just the greatest thrill I've ever had in baseball so far. It's just uh, the people, the, the, you could feel them with you on every pitch the whole day. When it finally happened, they went crazy out there, and I did too. The Tigers and St. Louis cards were to meet for the World Series. For the fans, everything seemed pushly compared to the October madness. They even wrote songs about it. Tigers, Tigers, rah, rah, rah. And on the final and deciding day, it was Mickey Lolich against the previously unbeatable Bob Gibson. The Tigers did it. And an entire city went mad. It was New Year's Eve, the 4th of July, Halloween, VE Day, and the Mardi Gras all rolled into one. Strangers kissed, horns blared, confetti and streamers spewed from office buildings. It was everyone's celebration.
That was former WKNR News Director Richard Nye with a brief overview of the Tigers' 68 season. In many ways, the 1968 World Series serves as a prime example of the strength of sports to unite, but also its limitations for lasting impact. The victory is just a brief reprieve, after all, from the deeply rooted pain that was on display just a year before. So what's the extent of the joy sports victories can provide? And what are some of the biggest victories you can think of that had that kind of impact on the culture and on society? We're going to want to hear from you about that. Think about the sports victories that you think had great social significance in addition to great sports significance. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter, and hashtag Detroit Today will work you into the conversation. Up next, we are going to be joined by longtime sports reporter Joe LaPointe. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking about the summer of 1968 here in Detroit, Michigan. One year after the uprising, the Detroit Tigers won the World Series and, in a small way at least, helped heal some of the wounds that had opened up the year before. What other sports victories have that kind of social significance? What other kind of sports victories have that kind of cultural currency? Can you think of other things that, that come up in your mind that had that kind of impact? We want to talk about that for the rest of the show. And joining us to help frame that conversation is Joe LaPointe. He's a former New York Times and Detroit Free Press sports reporter, was an usher at Tiger Stadium as a teenager in that summer of 1968. Joe LaPointe, welcome to Detroit Today. Why, thank you very much. Yeah. So let's start with that summer. You're you're a teenager. Uh, you're an usher at Tiger Stadium that uh, that summer. I, the jealousy on this side of the microphone is, is at a peak level. I can't imagine what that was like. Well, it was kind of the best job you could have as a <laughs> high school senior that year. And uh, my, I didn't have my paper route because the papers were on strike for most of the season. That's right. They were gone. <laughs> so we, we had to uh, get to the ballpark two or three hours before the ball game, and uh, you had to work. You had to earn your tips. And we cleaned pigeon droppings off the seats. <laughs> wow, wow. That so is it wasn't all glamour, Steve. <laughs> right, right. But then again, the team comes, you know, to, to, to this prominence winning the pennant and and then getting into the into the series. Talk about what you remember the mood of the city being like that summer, just a year after the uprising. The, the, the things that I've seen, the footage that I've seen from when they finally win the series of black and white Detroiters sort of together in the streets celebrating have always been sort of held up as a symbol of how, how meaningful that was, that, that a year after this, this incredible conflagration, this team did just a little bit to bring people back together. 
it's it's one of our treasured municipal myths, and I, I use the <laughs> word myth in the highest sense. Yes. Not as a lie or a false story, but as a traditional story of supernatural heroes and, and great things happening that are hard to explain, a sort of a magic story. Mm-hmm. And even though the two events were merely coincidental, it could have had, somebody else could have won the series, uh, they made people feel good. They made people smile together for a, a brief time. I don't think they changed anybody's life, really. But there's something that we treasure. Uh, the, the players on that team, there was a real Michigan connection. Mm-hmm. Guys like Willie Horton, um, Bill Freehand, Jim Northrup, Mickey Stanley, they were from Michigan. So that, that helped, too. It was more than just the riot or rebellion or whatever you uh, care to call it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I noticed in that tape you played, Willie Horton calls it a riot. Yes. Everybody who's our age and our generation <laughs> of baby boomers, that's still the, the, the word that sticks in mind. But mm-hmm. I understand the changing over the years yeah. of rebellion. My, my mother, my mother, who was, uh, I think, 25 at the, at the time this happened in 1967, she still insists on calling it uh, a riot because that's the way she saw it when it happened. Yeah, that's the way people perceive it. I once interviewed Rosa Parks about the riot, as we, as she called it, mm-hmm. and about she said she couldn't believe how terrible things could get. And this is from a woman with some some credibility. Sure, sure. Uh, this is uh, Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Joe Lapointe. He's a former New York Times and Detroit Free Press sports reporter. Was an usher at Tiger Stadium in the summer of 1968. We we're talking about that summer of 1968 here in Detroit, just a year after. After the 67 uprising, uh, did the Tigers win in the World Series that year? Mark, the most significant sports win from a cultural perspective. Pat Caputo wrote this week in the Oakland Press that it was arguably the most socially significant championship in professional sports history. A very loaded statement in many ways. What do you think about that? What do you think about the Tigers of 68? Do you have memories of that summer? Uh, What do you think of other sports victories and the cultural currency, the social significance that they carry? Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, so, Joe, I, w- I want to start w- with you. Is this the most socially significant sports championship in history? And we should talk some about some of the others that are at least contenders for that title. Well, I'll give you two uh, contenders right off the top. Uh, one, one of the last assignments uh, that I worked for the New York Times was covering the Super Bowl in 2010 uh-huh. when the New Orleans Saints won. Yes. And it was it was five years after Hurricane Katrina devastated much of the city, but it was still on everyone's mind. You could still see the flooded out neighborhoods when you were down there. So I, I felt some of the same sense mm-hmm. that I remembered from Detroit in 68, where a good sports event um, helps you smile uh, after a terrible event. But I think maybe the greatest in history was the Manchester United soccer team in 1958. They had a plane crash. Most of the players were killed, and they went on the next year to win the English championship. It's a a famous team uh, coached by Matt Busby, and they're called the Busby Bees. Uh uh And they won a title after most of their players were killed. And... uh, if he, there's an old Beatles song where John Lennon shouts out the name Matt Busby, 
because that, that was the kind of memory people in England wow. had. It was one of those miraculous sort of mythic winning teams. So I think Detroit's 68 championship was important to Detroit, and it's still treasured. But these things happen more than you think around the world, and sometimes coincidence makes for a lovely story. Sure, sure. Uh, speaking of uh, the New Orleans Saints, I happen to be in New Orleans uh, covering a non-related story when the first home game happened again at the Superdome after the after the hurricane and i have never i have never seen anything quite like that the whole city practically shut down at noon to get ready for it and uh, you know new orleans is always a big party but i have not seen it uh, with with that kind of energy uh, before uh, New Orleans uh, uh, was bouncing back, of course, at that point, and and then culminated in that uh, 2010 Super Bowl victory, but but I I think that probably does rival what 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 happened here. All right, uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Uh, let's go to Harold in Midtown. Harold, welcome to Detroit today. Oh, good morning. How you doing? Good. Uh, How are you? Mine is before the time when when Joe Lewis beat Max Mellon. He had the nation. Black, white, when he, you know, mm-hmm. he had everybody behind him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a great Thank that's you. a great one too, Harold. Thanks uh, very much. Uh, that's a, I mean, that had national significance, uh, not just not just local here in Detroit, of course, and international too, and international, right? Uh, the 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 rivalry that was developing between. Uh, America and and Germany. Uh, and Al, you know, that, that was yeah. not a, that was not a heavyweight championship fight. That was a, a non-title bout. <laughs> right, right. It was very symbolic, and, and Joe Lewis went on to win the title and hold it for a long time. Yes, yes. Uh, Al in Southgate, you're up next on Detroit Today. Hi. Al, go ahead. Hey, hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right, hanging in there. I was just wondering if you guys were bringing up uh, maybe uh, the nineteen uh, oh the nineteen eighty four World Series when the Tigers won, eh? Yeah. What 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 do you think is the significance beyond the win there, Al? Beyond the win? Well, it was uh, it was great. Uh, actually, I was uh, uh, in traffic at the time, trying to get out of uh, uh, Detroit. There, it was kind of chaotic. We we were behind a bus, a uh, Greyhound bus, for like fifteen minutes, and the thing didn't move. We pulled around it, and none of the wheels were on it. And then we got around <laughs> the corner. And uh, there was a police car that was on fire and turned upside down. And uh, finally, we got out of there, and I got hit by a car that that night. Uh, oh my gosh! That's yeah, not trying okay. to get home, it was like bumper to bumper with me in the middle of them. You could see the leg in front of the car I was pushing, and uh, somehow or another, I, I landed on my feet and busted my uh, leg in half, and they uh, uh, put a rod through it. And it, it was a wonderful game. I got to hear it on the radio, you yeah, know. Yeah. Al, thanks very much for the call. Uh, I, I would assign some significance to 1984 simply because of my own sort of perspective. Uh, I was 13 that summer, and that was the first of course, World Series win I, I got to see in my hometown. Uh, but it's also the year that made me start reading the newspaper. I would go and rush and get the paper every morning to see the coverage of the Tigers. Uh, and and that made me that made me love newspapers uh, in the way that I that I do now. But uh, but Al, thanks very much uh, for that memory. Uh, let's go to Carl, who is visiting us from Rhode Island. Carl, welcome to Detroit today. Oh, hi. How you doing? Yes. Go ahead. 
Um, I had uh, the uh, 2013 Red Sox um, following the Boston bombings as a marathon. Uh-huh. Right. That was that was a big deal. I'm from uh, Rhode Island, but uh, I, you know, close to Massachusetts. That was a huge deal for people in in that whole area to bounce back from that from the Boston bombings, with uh, especially with all the uh, David Ortiz. Uh, kind of being a big leader for the team yeah. and all that. Yeah. No, no, I think that's right. Uh, no question that that, uh, for, for people from Boston in particular, had real social uh, significance. Let's go to Adele in Dearborn. Adele, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, Stephen. Hey. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. Go ahead. Hi. So I wanted to make a comment about um, this is sort of a broad, more sort of a broader observation about you know sports and Detroit, and especially since you're talking about socially significant um, sports events. Um, I'm questioning um, what good for-profit sports teams uh, do for Detroit residents. I mean, that's always, uh, that's always been a selling point for like opening new stadiums, you know, oh, this will be really great for Detroit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these stadiums, you know, they get these huge tax cuts and don't have to pay, you know, local taxes to come. So they come and make money off of people from the suburbs. But I'm wondering like, what benefit does that really bring to local residents yeah i'm also thinking back to the super bowl that was held in detroit you know right before the great recession and we spent all this money uh, you know preparing for that but just questioning yeah adele does that actually help citizens adele i think that's a great that's a great question uh jello point I'll give you a crack at uh, answering that. We've only got about a minute left. But uh... Well, the stadium thing she brought up is quite interesting. You notice now Detroit has three white elephant stadiums. The, <laughs> the Silver Dome yes. is coming down. It's mostly down. Uh, Joe Louis Arena is going to come down. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Palace uh, will have to come down, too. Right. There's something to be said uh, against public investments in in private projects that don't necessarily stay around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At the same time, of course, we do love our teams here. And I think part of the answer to Adele's question is about that sports love that we have here in Detroit. We maybe don't express it in the most appropriate way all the time, but, uh, but I think that's one of the things, for instance, that gave that 68 team the power that it had to make people feel the way they did. All right, Joe LaPointe, former New York Times and Detroit Free Press sports reporter. Thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, That's going to do it for me this week. I will be back on Monday. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber-Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Addie Wallace and Aaron Allen. And the theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. See you on Monday.